Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Is there anything you would like to like to say to anyone who's listening to us? What would you what would you say, man? I think just being honest with yourself. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos al podcast de los pintores, en donde estaremos hablando de los desafíos que pasamos como una compañía hispana en la industria de la pintura. having us this another episode of los pintores podcast uh i'm juan and jose and then today we have a very good friend please a introduce yourself guest. uh and please he's already telling us everything about uh what he's doing with this business uh but please introduce yourself hey i'm uh christian vale i am uh the owner of the paint professor here in central florida uh just north of uh, disney world um i've been a painting contractor um, independently, uh, since 2015, December, 2015, but I've been in and out of the trade since I was 13. So I have just about over two decades of experience in the trades. Um, I kind of, I, I didn't like fall into the trades. Um, as they say, I just, I've always had that like, um, aptitude that like handiness. Uh, so I thought I wanted to be a car mechanic, but I wound up um, meeting a guy in uh, from my church growing up, and he was a handyman, and he taught me a bunch and kind of went back and forth with some other jobs, but uh, opened up my own uh, painting company in 2015, um, uh, serving like Seminole County and Volusia County. I've had subs in the past. Subcontractors worked for me in the past to knock out a certain couple jobs here and there. Um, I've had some direct hires. Uh, currently, um, I am independent, so I, I don't have any employees, um, either W-2 or 1099, um, so it's just me, and I just, I have a, a heart heart for knowledge, um, a heart for learning, heart for teaching, um, I'm always wanting to to be better, um, and that's kind of, uh, kind of where I'm at today. That's, that's good, man, hey, but let me, yeah. let me start here before that right i love the hat by the way i just have to yeah it I, I just I, found it saying. in my closet I, oh I don't know. Hey, hey you know <laughs> you got points for that let me tell you yeah Thank man you so much yeah. love the love see, the love see that's the power of the networking right you know illusions sure. is all the way free swag Florida. this is yeah, the reason why you that, need to join right? pca because you'll get a, a california hat right you get a yeah you get a california hat we get to have our california hat yeah in florida so hey what's wrong with that right so nothing wrong with that man um you know it was crazy because we were just talking you were just talking to us about like 
the PC-8. And um, so we don't really start with that, but, you know, what you were just telling is just amazing. You know, um, would you kind of elaborate a little bit on that? I know you're going yeah. to have to make it do this again. <laughs> yeah. but We're going to have to splice that in. Um, <laughs> but the the what I was saying was we were just talking about like how I got in with PCA. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing that uh, you guys were sharing your story. Um, you started with PCA four years ago or five years ago. Five years ago. Um, I, I became familiar with PCA. I didn't become a member four or five years ago. Um, I've been a member for three years. But, you know, when you guys first started, you're 12 months in, would you have ever imagined that you were, you'd be hosting a podcast that's syndicated on the PCA network? Or, Never. you know, I know you guys do events in your local area. Um, you do events across the nation. I believe you yeah. guys, didn't you do something at Expo this past year? Uh, or is that next past, year? So, the year before. So this, well, uh, this this year, um, the only thing, well, I became a uh, part of the board. So um, oh, okay. I, I am on the board of the PCA myself. Yeah. Um, we're starting a new movement uh, for the Hispanic uh, contractors. So, uh, so, so yeah. that's the thing right there. Like when you started and you were 12 months in, did you ever think that you guys would be doing any of this stuff that you're doing now? Never, never crossed our mind, man. That is the beauty that in itself is the beauty of our trade association, because there's a lot of trade associations out there that are all like the good boys club. And like, you have to have been there forever and you can't do anything. PCA says, hey, we're a soapbox. We're a platform. What message do you guys want to talk about? For years, true, all they talk, all, all people wanted to talk about was what brush to use, what paint to use, how many coats to do. And now it's like, hey, um, I want to run a better business. Hey, I want to help elevate the painting industry. industry. Okay. PCA says, how do you want to do that? You want to run a podcast? You want to do this? You want to do that? We'll help coordinate it. What's your message? Get it out there. And and that's what's so amazing about this organization. The, the heart behind it, 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 it's just a vehicle for, for us to get our message out um, to, to really help elevate the industry. Um, and I personally just, um, Jose, we, we've met personally uh, two years ago. One, we haven't met in person yet, no, but like, I, I feel like I know you because I listen to all your podcasts, even the ones in Thank Spanish. Um, there you go. <laughs> I understand some of it, but I just can't translate that fast. Um, <laughs> no problem. Um, we're, we're working and we're working on doing subtitles, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I'm Puerto Rican, so I know my family's like, you don't speak Spanish. But what's anyway. wrong with you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're going to have to translate for you for right now. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But I appreciate everything that you guys are doing, um, not only for the industry um, with teaching, um, but, you know, I said earlier, you you guys, I, I, I can't think of this, another company that does as much research and development on products and finishes uh, than you guys do. Thank you, man. Um, this is this is amazing. This guy here. Amazing. This guy is the this guy's the brains. You know, he he has yeah. to find the exact product, no. the exact application, so, and and so many other different things. You know, when if it comes we go to back to if we go back to PCA, right? It's yeah. like how do you run your business? You know, how can you do business better? And I think part of you know doing business better it's you know understanding you know you know if we go back to painting, 
It's like we need to under, understand the products and and you know to create a system. I'm like, if sometimes if you don't understand a product, it's like the product is gonna fail, and the first thing is gonna be, you know, the first thing is gonna come out of you know somebody's like, oh, well, the product is is garbage. You know, the equipment is garbage. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's like we didn't educate ourselves. We didn't do our research on the product or or the um, um, materials or equipment. Uh, so that's one thing that we learn from you know when we go to PCA. You know how to be yeah. professional, professionalize the business. And I just had a I actually just had lunch today with my Sharon Williams rep, and we, that was one of the things that we were talking about was product failures. And he said the thing that he gets the most calls about when it comes to product failures, it turns out that it's an application error. It's yes. very rarely ever the product. The product. Exactly. I know I know when I first started on my own, so that's 2015, let's say 2015, 2016, somewhere like that. Sherwin Williams spent $115 million that year on research and development. Yeah. Yes. That is more money than I'll ever earn in my lifetime. So what makes <laughs> me think us. I know what what makes me think that I know better than what Sharon Williams is saying that's on the label? Like just follow the instructions on the label. It's super easy. And, and you I know, it's like I, I when, so when we so when we do certain applications, so uh, as you know in our social media, like we really like to explore with yeah. the materials we i we mean we getting, love a challenge we say get in trouble <laughs> yeah you know we still get in trouble but we always say that we know the application we know uh, how to apply material you know we know the application but we don't understand the product okay each product gets applied differently some like the sun we just had this um this training the other day um with envirolac and yeah. one of the things that we found is that one of the products loves heat you know, yeah. I can dry that thing in seconds or minutes. And then there's the other product, acrylic, same thing, but it does not take, yeah. did not take the, the heat. Uh, you put on the heat and you try to heat it up, it starts bubbling. And we're like, mm -hmm. that's a perfect example. You know, understand your product. And, and I think that, um, you know, as painters, we need to understand that. We need to understand what we're doing, what we're applying is it cold outside? You know, before we started working with epoxies, we didn't know that some of these paints, they need to be heat up at a certain temperature. You know, some yeah. of us painters were like, oh, just grab the paint. Instructions say, you know, mix it for five minutes and you're going to mix it for five minutes and then like you're done. Yeah. But you know, but, That's but, not you know, but you don't realize, you know, and so when you start looking into product and, 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 and the, how it gets applied, that's when a lot of us can get into tr trouble, but because we but, don't research. Yeah, but it, it's not only the application, it's also the substrate, right? Because, of course, exactly. I mean, when you're talking, I know you guys do a lot of like pickling and acid yeah. stains and stuff like that. When you're selling that to your client, I imagine you're saying, hey, I'm, you're not saying I'm going to give you this outcome. You're saying I'm going to give you this process. These are the steps I'm going to follow, but we're working with a natural material here. The wood's going to do what it wants to yes, do. Yeah, exactly. And then at that point, we can lighten it, darken it, cover it, like whatever you want to do at that point. But I know, you know, working with, um, uh, you know, exterior stain, Armstrong Clark, um, love their products. I, I got caught on with them. And th that's how I had to communicate to my clients. Like, hey, mm -hmm. I let me do a sample piece for you if yes. it's possible. And if it's not possible to do a sample piece, like I'm going to do this process, but the wood is going to dictate ultimately what we're going to do, whether we need more or less. 
from, very from that true. point. You so, know, so I was gonna, I'm, I was gonna yeah. ask you something, right? But I, you just explained it to me. I was gonna ask you why, why the pain professor? <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. what, he's, this is why. <laughs> I mean, yeah. God, I. It sucks. I, I, Talk about somebody who has knowledge. Talk about knowledge, man. Yeah. I love that. The way the way that I always tell my clients is what we do isn't rocket science, but it is building science. Yeah. So there's yeah. still a science behind it. Behind and, it. you know, if you're going through doing minimal prep and just putting two coats of paint on or trying to mix primers, I had um, a contractor friend of mine. He's on the other side of, of the county, so I don't do work for him. But he's like, hey, I got a question for you. Um, and he had issue with uh, a product bubbling. And I guess somebody made a Franken primer by mixing all these primers because they didn't want to spend <laughs> the money. And now they're putting the top coat on and it's bubbling up. And he's asking me what's going on. And it's like, well, um, and that's that's the reason why I insist with all of my clients. None of my clients provide materials. I provide 100% of the materials because I can... I know where it was purchased. I know when it was purchased. I know how it was handled. Have you ever you ever thrown paint in the back of the truck, you know, with no no top over over the the bed of the truck? You put it in the and then you just drive from the paint store to to the job site, and then now like you have trash all in it because mm -hmm. yes, the top here like you're in California, so I'm sure you know, but like it gets super hot over here today. It was 98 degrees with a feels like temperature of one Oh seven. And it's, it's like 70, 80% humidity. Wow. Like going to the mailbox and coming back, you're already, you've already got like a little bit of sweat coming down right here. Like it's bad. It was a mission. It's just, you can't get out of it. Right. Yeah. But like, that's going to affect the paint too. Now you got to yeah. strain it. So somebody just threw it in the back of their pickup truck, drove home with it, and now they just created more work for me because now I have to do do an extra strain on, on the paint because it's all chunky. So yes, wow, yeah. man, you're you you get very technical on this stuff. I know no wonder why that well, name. Well, you know what? No, yeah. not just not just the paint professor. I mean, when you know about your your uh, you know anything on the field, but like I said, for me, the one thing that I understand is like you're very technical, not just on the field, but also on the business part. Um, yeah. One well, one part I mean, that I share. One I part that I that. share, and th and these I had to, you know, people have to know. But there is one golden nugget that I got, you know, out of this uh, uh, 2022 um, Orlando Expo. Expo, yeah. So it was Friday evening. It was it the was last, the last day, and the last session, right? Round yeah. table, and it was only uh, a GLS painting. Uh, I know it was uh, um, uh, a couple more guys. But it was just just a handful that we stay over there, and yeah. I remember we had like fifteen minute rounds, and then you know we we touched two two I think two of our subjects, and then like well we don't have nothing else to talk about, and one thing that we talk about was you know your VIP when you have a VIP employee right oh that's right you told me and, that and and it's like so I don't know if you remember but uh, no. traction the book traction you right. recommend me the book traction so in my head is like one. You got it. We got to get this book and we got to, we don't read books. Okay. By the way, we listen, we to, listen to books. Yeah. Yeah. So, me too. Audible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I'm like, we have to listen to this book. So we started listening to this book and it's like everything that you told me there uh, during that session, cause you were like, you opened my eyes, right? Everything right. we talk about there, when we got here and started listening to the book and like, wow. You, you, to me, it's like, 
Pain professor. That's why they call you the pain professor. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm telling you that the pain professor gets thrown out a lot around here. Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> this guy. And because look, just kind of go back to um, what he was saying. Um, we were having an issue uh, with the guy leaving at that time. You know, taking out yes. the company. And I was, remember. You know, I remember the was, conversation. Yeah, it was a yeah. lead. It was it was a uh, one a of your best painters, painter. mm -hmm. uh, and then right. you like promoted him or something, and yes. then he wound up leaving for a couple dollars extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and more than anything, um, I didn't understand that term until he brought it up to us, uh, to me, about the the VIPs. You know, like this guy is your VIP. Like he's most important than everyone else. But it's not true. You know, like we all equal in our business. Um, when you have a group of guys. And one of them, like he says, is roaming one way and the other one's going the opposite way. You can never move forward. And that's what I remember from the yeah, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Came, like, you have you had to be there, man. You had to be there. Yeah. I'm like, I, I think I think I, I don't know if this is like exactly what the conversation is, but there's um there's this thing. So like I said, I've been in the um trades for the you know, yeah. a little over two decades. But I also, I worked in restaurants. So I remember in like high school, I would work during the day, uh, you know, with the handyman. And then I'd work night shift at a restaurant, you know, because I was trying to get a car. Yeah, um, yeah. It was Fast and Furious days. So like, you had to get, you, had oh, to get God. you know, Which one? you know what I'm Which saying? One was it? <laughs> Which one was it? I really, really, really wanted um, uh, an RSX. Okay. Master. So <laughs> I want, I wanted one of those. With uh, yeah. a V tech oh. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. that's a, the, the, we can do a whole different podcast. There was a one. kid <laughs> down the road. Well, I went to I went to an automotive uh, trade school, um, okay. my junior and senior year of high school, and there was a, a a student there. He had an RSX, and it was amazing. And then there was a kid down the street. He had an RX seven, and that thing, man, it had it had a turbo on it that was the size of my head. <laughs> It's like yes. a T eighty turbo or something like that. Oh, God, I, I remember those days of the Fast and the Furious, man. Yeah, I, I remember having yeah. my. I couldn't afford any of that, so I had a little Honda Civic. I mean, a little Honda Accord, yeah. and it wasn't the greatest, but hey, it was. It's, it's yeah. the best thing I could have at the same at that time, and uh, that's it. it. I can relate to you very well, you know. Yeah. Um. But you know what? But I, but I what I was uh, where I was saying before we got on the Fast and the Furious was um. <laughs> I know from my corporate experience working in restaurants, what happens most of the time is that people are promoted to their highest level of incompetency. Okay. People are promoted to their highest level of incompetency. We would have somebody who was doing grill, then we would, and they were fantastic at grill, right? Then we'd move them to start dressing the burgers or we move them to start doing milkshake and then they flop and then they would get frustrated and either leave or now they're with a sour attitude somewhere else. Or we would get somebody who was good at all the different stations and then we would move them to a manager position but or a supervisor, like a key holder or something like that. But it that wasn't their talent. Their talent was just being on the line and cooking. So they would get promoted or we'd have somebody who was a supervisor, a key holder, and then we'd move them up to be a salaried manager just because they were willing to put up with the hours, but then they would flop. And the reason why they would flop is because we would take the person, an individual who's in their, who at a certain level 
was the best at that position and automatically assumed that they were created for that next position. Now, while that may be the hierarchy and the ladder that you have to climb to get the experience, you don't have to be the best painter with a brush in your hand or the best sprayer with a gun in your hand to lead people. Yeah. Yep. That's very true. I know how many, how many paint contractor or painting company owners do you guys know of that are fantastic businessmen, but they can't lay down paint to save their life? I seen a few. <laughs> no, you see what I'm true. saying. Yeah, but then yeah. there's a lot of good painters, and they, they they're not they're not a business person. It's craftsmen, but correct, craftsmen, exactly. You know, so correct. So ah. so it, it it goes both ways. So we're we're going to our highest. So th- there's I I had this conversation with somebody in the industry. I won't mention names right now, mm-hmm. um, but uh, a, a little while back, and we were talking about this, and I think for like you guys. You guys are a perfect example of what the future of the painting industry needs to be. And this might be a little bit controversial or what have you, but I I firmly believe this is where the industry is going to go. People need to start taking a litmus test and really be honest with themselves because a lot of people will say that, um, you know, contractors will say that, oh, well, sales leads is, is the hard part, is the hardest part of our industry. That's the biggest hurdle. Or a lot of people will say, oh, well, it's, it's finding the right people is the hardest thing. The biggest thing that's holding back our industry is ego. Yes. You know, it's a very true. Yeah. God. Because we have people who were talented at what they did. They let their ego get involved. And most of them went on their own. And now they're running it but they're at their highest level of incompetency. They're not uniquely qualified to grow the business in the way that they want to. I mean, I'll include myself in that. You know, I've been in business for eight years and I'm still a solopreneur. I've been scratching at growth and scaling for the last three, four years. But like at some point I have to be honest with myself, is this a skill that I lack or is it, am I just not risk averse enough? But what, what you, if what I think? took? Um, let me let me just touch on that. So what is? I on I think I think it's definitely risk averse. When I first started my business, um, I was going through a divorce, um, and um, like it was just me. So I was just kind of doing my own thing. I didn't want to really like associate with people. So working by myself was very attractive, That's right? right? Mm-hmm. Um. But at that point, I didn't want to scale. I didn't want to grow. I was just owning a job. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I met um, my current wife and, um, you know, things things just change. You know, we start talking about, you know, having a growing family and, you know, you know, God blessed us with um, with a son in um, uh, last year. So congratulations, uh, man. Yeah, thanks. So um, there, there's just a lot of a lot of things that have changed for me. Um, I, I always thought I, I went from. I thought that if I would just paint faster, I would make more money, mm-hmm. and then I realized that if I valued myself more and I communicated that value to my clients and delivered on that value, that I would make more money. But there's a certain point with that that you have to start scaling. Um, yes. but 
to me, what's more important now is having more time with my family. So if you look at my numbers from 2021 to 2022, I was flat. But in 2021, I was probably, I probably missed dinner uh, two nights a week. I'd miss dinner, whether it was 15 Mm -hmm. minutes or two, three hours, I'd miss dinner about on average two nights a week. Two nights a half. Um, And then fast forward to 2022, my son's in the picture. My wife's at the end of her pregnancy. My son's in the picture. Like life's different now. Yes. And I was able to remain flat in sales. And I think I only missed dinner twice the whole year. Congrats, man. That's it. Family, family's first. So, it's, a, it's, a so it's not. It's not always about top line revenue. It no, can't. Be. It, it's different. Different chapters. Well, mm-hmm. I, I have some thoughts about balance. I, I think being balanced is more is harder than it is to be super focused. Okay. So th- think about it. If if you're if you're on a balance beam, you're on a tight rope, tight wire, right? You're using every muscle in your body to stay balanced. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Do that 24-7. You're going to get tired. <laughs> there ain't no way. Your leg's yeah. going to cramp up. And then, know- and then then people wonder why they're so stressed out is because we're on that tight rope trying to stay balanced all the time. But when I'm at work and and I'm, I'm applying coat of paint or I'm trying to talk to a client to sell a job, there, there's no way I can be there. Like I'm in that moment. I'm not a father. I'm, I'm a salesman. That's I'm a right. painter. I'm a hundred percent focused on that. Contractor. Mm-hmm. If I try to be balanced in that moment and my wife called me and I say, Oh, excuse me, Mr. Customer. Hey, you know, and I start I having a conversation now I'm nothing for nobody. Right. Yes. So, so like, I, I think overall for like the year being balanced, but trying to be balanced on a daily basis, like when, when you go to expo, for example, that that's something that you're doing to grow your business. That's true. Ultimately yes. further down the road, hopefully that'll make you a better husband or a better spouse mm-hmm. or, you, you know, um, provide more for your family or for your employees, you know, whatever the case is. But in that moment, you're focused on the one thing. Let's make a deal. Let's learn something. What's the next step? So, but I think um, you know, um, it, it's I'm I'm glad that you touched on this subject. I mean, I you know, let me tell you something. Uh, this is the most unique uh, podcast we've had, episode we've had so far. Um, we usually have like our setup to go, but I love the conversation we're having right now, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we all have different um dreams and goals in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, and um. You can stay focused, but at the same time, you get curveballs all the time. You know, For what sure. do you do with those? So I do believe in, a, in lo- like in our lives, we want to create a goal. Like we want to have a goal or where we mm-hmm. want to go. And then you got to create uh, like a system of how you're going to get there. A plan. You know, yeah. a plan. The problem is that the plan is never going to go as planned, like they say. There's right. always going to be something this way, that way. You got to be able to adapt. You got to be able to understand that, like, whatever it is that we're doing, you got to overcome the pressure. Um, You got to understand that, like, we're not here on a race. We're not here. I I just uploaded this thing where it says, like, it's a deadline. 
yes, this is a dead line. So by the time you're there, you're dead. Okay, no, <laughs> you know, you have to like, you have to live your life. You, you, sometimes you get up in the morning, you say, you know what, today I'm going to do this, do that. You have your plans. You get a phone call, like you said, you know, maybe uh, your wife has something to do and it wasn't planned. There was an emergency. You have to plan it. You, you have to move around. Yeah. How that happens. No problem. Now your plans are going to back up a little bit, Your plan, but your goal is still the same. Yeah. You know, you just have to be able to navigate that. And so mm -hmm. I think that the, the, the greater thing, that one of the best things that we're doing here, at least for us, is we're trying to educate ourselves in the business. The family, it's, it's a separate area, but our business, the more we learn, the more we understand our business, the better we can be at creating a system, at creating certain things that we're going to alleviate that. We're not going right. to wait until that happens. We're going to take those times as they come, but the yeah. goal is to, at some point, we will be completely out of that. When that's going to happen, I don't think that's ever going to happen because we're going to keep evolving. But Correct. It's understanding that and creating that. And so it, it's not just with the painting, but with our family, with ourselves, with our growth. So, man, like you're you're deep in this stuff. Like uh, you get me, you got me thinking, man. You got me thinking here. And see, um, when when you like you say you work, uh, so you're by yourself right now, right? So you're yeah. you're a one man shop. Yep. So. And we have a business that has, you know, a, a bigger group. We have a, an office that requires, you know, uh, you know, employees here. So it is tough because there's so many different uh, moving pieces, moving pieces mm -hmm. that yeah. if you need to be on every single thing, like you said, the balance, you can't do it. Yeah. So you got to find that. That, that not the balance, but learn to flex flex on which way you need to go. And mm -hmm. so if you learn that right now, when you're doing it on your own, I think as you grow, then it's going to help it's you gonna because be so the, the, the minute you, you bring someone else, you know, you already do it on your own. So now you can create that for that person. Uh, am yeah. I sounding kind of like what you're thinking? Are, are you trying yeah. to grow the business or? Yeah. Um, or how uh, so sitting in this chair today with you, I, I can't answer that question. Oh, okay. Um, but I I mean, so in, in December, I wound up having a, a hernia operation. So I was out for a couple of weeks. Oh, I couldn't shoot. do anything. Uh, but I took advantage of that time to start working on my SOPs and just typing up different checklists and stuff like that. Um, when I had my employees, um, my direct hires. I had a training regiment that we would take, you know, whatever job was on the books at that time. Um, and then I'd also, you know, coordinate that with the trade best practice series and also the uh, painter training um, from PCA, uh, yeah, that's right. which I, I, I thought was fantastic. Um, the feedback that I got from my employees on that was that they appreciated it because a lot of times having been myself in construction for, for as long as I have, sometimes I take for granted the stuff that, or I just assume that, well, everybody knows what a Phillips head screwdriver is, or everybody knows what, you know, a nine inch half, half inch nap roller looks yeah, like, yeah. You, you know, like you just assume those kinds of things. 
But like, those are the things that like, when you're training somebody who's green, those are the things that they need. And it was nice because it kind of forced you to slow down and let them learn at their pace. It was kind of like a governor. So like they would say, whoa, 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 too, too, too fast. Or it would, it would teach them something that I hadn't taught them. And the best part was when they would come to work the next day and said, hey, I did, I did the course that you told me to do. And they, they said exactly what you told me to do yesterday on this application or, or using this. So it reinforced the stuff that I was teaching in the field. And it was a really nice companion. So like, as far as like reinventing the wheel, I don't need to reinvent the wheel when it comes mm -hmm. to training. I get that. I think right now my biggest hurdle, oh. I have two hurdles. One uh -huh. is um, uh, the ability to execute the plan. Um, mm -hmm. as far as like production. Um, and then number two is um, just the way my lifestyle is right now. I don't really have a network to tap into um, okay. to let people know, hey, not not from a, um, a sales side, but from a recruiting side, because recruiting is something that you got to do every day. Recruiting yes, isn't yes. just like, oh, I sold this job. It's a $30,000 job and I'm going to need five guys on it so we can knock it out on time. That's not when you start recruiting. Um, recruiting is a daily thing. You, you know, you go, you go to Starbucks and someone gives you great customer service. You just True. say, hey, man, yep. like I noticed yeah. that <laughs> there's this guy over at the Ace Hardware for uh, up the road from my, from my house. Mm -hmm. He's probably in his early to mid 20s fantastic kid um seems I, I think that he's like related to the owner so i haven't like been really forceful on it but every time i walk in he knows exactly where everything is he helps me out and it's like those are the type of people that we need to yeah, be like hey man <laughs> yeah if you ever want to you know like i've just i noticed something different about you yeah. and i want people like you on my team you know, it's funny. Don't even say uh, the word painting. Yeah, Don't even yes, say the word no. painting. No. Because yeah. it's, it's got nothing to do with painting. It's got nothing to do with painting. People want to be surrounded by good people. It's true because when we, um, I remember, um, and this is the last year too, yeah. you know, um, we, we were having an issue of uh, hiring painters just like anyone else, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're like, uh, so how often are you ever, do, are you recruiting? I'm like, what do you mean recruiting like that we're like we didn't know that that to me that's a thing so it wasn't an everyday thing. it was an everyday thing so we're like right no i mean we try to hire people no it's like no you hire people you're always recruiting so something that we yeah. changed in our business is like now we have uh you know ads on different you know in different Platform. platforms mm -hmm. and now we're constantly recruiting people you know we're 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 hiring we're hiring bring in your application we see someone that stands out come in come in Let's have, you know, let's have a, interview. an interview. Let's talk about it. And if you're the guy, perfect. Maybe one of my guys is not doing it. He's got to go and you replace that. So you're, you're, you're constantly rebuilding your team. And that's, and that's something that we did not understand before. And oh, it think has about, really changed. Think about sports. Just take, yeah. take, take a page from sports, right? Whether it's soccer, whether it's football or baseball, I'll use I'll use football because everybody knows the New England Patriots. They yeah, had a dynasty yeah. going on, right? Yeah, that's and, right. And Bill Belichick, I've never seen any video 
of him in a game throwing a football or catching a football or tackling somebody. He was a coach. He was the leader, right? That's where we are as the, the business owners. But not only did they have a roster, which is your frontline people, everybody in their right position based on their talents, you you saw versus the uh, versus the Eagles. You do not want Tom Brady trying to catch a touchdown pass. It just That's doesn't right. work, right? <laughs> He's good at throwing. Don't let him catch. Yeah, yeah. So, like having people in their right positions, that goes back to what we talked about earlier about people being promoted to their uh, highest level of incompetency. But then. The things that we don't see with the New England Patriots is they also, we all know the stars and all their names, but what about their depth chart? If Brady gets injured, who goes in after him? If that guy gets injured, who goes in after him? Mm -hmm. I mean, this has become such an issue in sports that they wind up having to change the rule that they can have like, what is it? A fourth quarterback on the roster, but they're not allowed to play unless the other two, three strings get injured. Like this is a big deal, but yet we run our painting company with our star athlete, our star contractor, our star painter at the top of the roster and no one there to back them up. No one there to substitute. So that guy feels like he can't go on vacation. He can't take a day off. He can't go to the DMV. And then we wonder why he's burnt out. And that happens to us as business owners. Yeah. Because we want to do everything. We, we, we wear all the hats and then, what about when you're not there? What happens, right? And again, yeah. that was part of what we under, you know, I understood from uh, or took from the book Attraction. You know, yeah, you know, basically what you said. You know, like basically we all are gonna be wrong. You know, if we're in a boat, we all are gonna be wrong. You know, if we said, you know, we're all gonna be left. Everybody's gonna be wrong left. You know, yeah, because uh, you know, and like you said, you know, if if you have a piece, you know, that is not working, you know, uh, a, a, a you know a person that is not a, a team player, you know. Most likely we're going to substitute him, you know, for someone else that is going to do it, you know, it's going to do the job. Yeah. So I want to, I want to dig it. So most of the, most of the purpose of, of our podcast is to highlight on, you know, on the different painters, the different companies, the different persons, uh, you know, that, that we meet in, uh, in our journey, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I really find very interesting your character. Uh, you know, we've talked to guys who talk about many different things, but, you're on a very different level. You're in a in a level of like you are like paint professor. You know, like you, I I honestly I that means a lot coming from you guys. I really appreciate. No, it. No, no, no. It you remember I reached out to you a couple of times and I said, "Hey, uh, Christian, you know, you know, I have a question about this. You know, how would you, you know, how would you do something like this? Or what about, you know, even the book? I go back to the book because I'm like, I'm like, dude, if I learn so much, you know, about you know, uh, you know, having your team." It's it's from you. No, and I think um, and I think that's that's very great that that we have in this because uh, maybe you need to not even paint, man. I mean, I don't want to see you painting. I mean, you got something so unique here that God, there's there's so much people out there. There's so many painters out there who they just need to hear certain little things like that because they're like, oh wow, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. Because we're those guys, you know. We started painting and we've been painting for a long time. I mean, before we we got introduced to the PCA, um, I mean, I, I owned the business since 2006. Mm-hmm. And so for 12 years, I mean, I was just being busy and not worrying about anything else in, in the business. And, and that was that. 
um, now that I, I came across, you know, a lot of, you know, great uh, business owners that explain to me different and, and different and a different perspective of the business is that I was like, wow, like, seriously, if you're telling me that if I do this, I will have this results. It's it just mind blowing. And I really want to, I, I really want you to understand that that's what you have. And, you know, um, it is so great that I, I feel that, man, I, I don't want to see you with a brush. I want to see you more at the PCA. Yeah. I want to see you being the coach because I, I want you, to you have Bill knowledge, Belichick, man. man. Yeah. yeah, you have <laughs> a lot of knowledge, <laughs> man. No, uh, I'm serious. No, I mean, I, I, real, I, man. Very I'd real. say my, my, my gift, uh, my wife says I have the gift of gab. Um, but uh, I, even from a young age, like in school and stuff like that, I was the kid that, you know, straight A student, never studied. Um, they teach the lesson up front while she while they were trying to extend the lesson you know so everybody could understand i was already finishing my homework mm -hmm. like you know i was just that kid you know i'd ace all my tests never study and and so so it just it that side works for me um nice. but you know going back to like what my what i feel my struggle is is i feel like in this moment i have so much to lose as opposed to when it was just me, you know, and then I had my daughter on weekends, my oldest daughter, mm -hmm. I had her on weekends. Um, you know, things are a lot different now that you own, you know, a house and you have a wife and now you have two kids instead of one. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot different. So I'm Who's still trying to, I, I, well, I, I think it's, I think it's super important to know what you want. Okay. That and is like to true. really be, to really be honest, have an honest conversation with yourself. There's a book, it's called The Entrepreneur, The Entrepreneur Equation. And it's by a lady named Carol Roth. Let me look it up right now because <laughs> I know you got good books, man. Yes, sir. It's a fantastic book. I think I think this book should be read before you read the e-myth. And oh, everybody okay. talks about the e-myth, right? Well, that's the first one. That's the Michael Gerber. We, yeah, everybody Michael needs Gerber. to read this other one because here's the thing: is like Michael Gerber's talking to the lady who wants to make pies. Yes, yes. And she loves making pies. She loves baking, mm -hmm. but now she's spending forty hours a week doing paperwork and doing mm -hmm. marketing. That's right. She doesn't want to do that's that. That's not her job. She, she wants. She wants. She wants um, flour on her apron. She yes. wants, she wants butter between her fingers. You know, yes. she wants icing on her elbow. That's what she loves. You can't get that from QuickBooks. No, you can't no. get that from, from Canva. You can't get that from an SEO campaign. You can't, but like, That's... if she was really honest with herself, what if she took her talents to someone who is good at that? Like you guys, Juan, from, from what I understand, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Juan, you're the business guy, mainly on sales. Jose, you're the, the operations guy and yeah, yep. the technical wizard. Like, That's right. you guys are modeling what the painting industry should look like. We have somebody who's and, – and Juan, I'm not taking anything away from you. I know you painted no, 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 for yeah. years. Oh, no, that's great. But, like, you've had an honest conversation with yourself saying, hey yes. – I'm going to take charge of the business, the back office, the the sales, and we're going to do, I'll take care of all the paperwork. I'm going to take care of all the paint. Like, that's what we need. And and like, 
can like just what was your growth after from before before you guys uh started or you know joined forces to, to after mm-hmm. i mean well you know it, it was just um the, the amazing thing is i think it's um just like you said have an honest um conversation conversation with yourself you know yeah i you know i i said this in a couple of different podcasts of like I've, um, I, I hated my whites, you know, my, my pants, you know, right. I said, I, I don't want to be 60 pushing a brush. I don't want to wear whites. I, this is not me, you know, it, yeah. it's not me. And and some people will be like, well, then how are you going to be a painter? I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and Jose comes along and he's I like, had a different, uh, a different idea. He's like, for me, it's like, no, no one if can do nobody can do it better than me. No, if I don't do it, it's not going to be done right. You know, yeah. so it was kind of like a, a complete clash at the beginning. But then that's how we helped each other. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. guess that's where we really helped each other and saying, look, you know, let me take care of this. And I don't know it, but I'm going to learn. The biggest thing for Jose here has been like getting away from like, yeah, there's people who can do it. You know, just you got to train them right and you got to do this. But let me tell you something that has happened to us. Um, About four, four or five years ago, we set out to do something, you know, to grow our business, to they turn things around. And in this, and in this time, um, things have changed a lot. You mm-hmm. know, Jose has grown a lot into the business part. Like now he's getting really big into like, no, we need to be profitable. We need, so we all are growing myself. I'm growing into the part that I honestly, I love what I'm doing. Like I love hearing from other people. I love connecting people. I love being part of like the, you know, now in this part for the PCA, and, and just just bringing awareness because that is what brought us where we are. So right. what we need to do is figure out how we can do that. But at the same time, having the need to build a business, to uh, a team to, to carry our business, that has come from the need of us getting out there. So in order for us to travel to different places, we need to build a team. And so mm-hmm. now we have to work hard for that. And so we've been yeah. working hard for that to build that team. So um, it's not that we don't want to work. We love working. I mean, I, before I said, you know what? I want to get to a point where I don't want to work anymore. You know what I found out? No. That you're going to work more and more and more. <laughs> yeah. But you love it's just you're working do. on different things, right? Yes, yeah, but you love exactly. what you do, you know? Yeah. And and so that's, I guess, that's the part. It's understanding, like like you said, right now it's your family's priority. You yeah. know, your family is number one. Now, you, you know, your background is painting, uh, but you have a talent. You have a talent of like, you can articulate things so well. You can sit with someone and I guarantee you. And that you, you can will, coach. You, exactly. You can tell this person, follow these little things. And if they follow one of the things you tell them, they're going to be set, you know, but yeah. that's something that we have to find, but we want to be able to do it. We want to. Mm-hmm. If we don't, then it, it it doesn't happen. But if for you yeah. it is to just create that painting business, then somehow you're gonna find that way. But it's like I said, you having to find that honest talk with yourself. That's what you want to do. So, mm-hmm. do you ever have you ever considered that, like doing like more? Coaching? Yes. Uh no, no. And why not? Um, everyone's a coach nowadays. Um, no, not everybody. But not everybody I, has it. Not everybody has it. That's true. You just that's talk about the, the kid from uh from the hardware store. 
right? You see yeah. something in somebody, right? And like yeah. we see it in you. I mean, I saw it. No, I'm serious. But it's see, a... like, like, see, for me, so like when I was in restaurants, mm -hmm. I actually worked my way up to be a general manager. And mm -hmm. we were doing in, in this restaurant, we were considered high volume doing $2 million a year, throwing out burgers out the window, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we did really well. At my largest store, I had 75 people underneath me. Wow. I had four other managers and 75 people underneath me. And most of them were part-time. I had maybe a handful that were, but like, that's a lot of scheduling. That's a lot of ordering and things like that. Where I excel, where I feel um, my heart is, and it's the whole message behind the paint professor is I'm an educator, right? I love, exactly. I love teaching people. So I knew in my market when I first started out, that having been in and out of the trades, I saw a lot of people doing stuff and they either weren't doing it right or they weren't talking about it right. You know, th this, and I quote, I was doing a flooring job for a client. This was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I was doing a flooring job and their painter was going through painting the whole house. And this was his sales pitch. He says, I use this product because, are, are you allowed to curse on this? Yeah, if you, you want to okay. go ahead. Part of my French. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to bleep this out, making okay. Oliver earn his money. He says, <laughs> I use this product because it's really good. <laughs> That's what he told the client. That's not bad at all. And I thought to myself, what does that mean? Like it was a bear product, it's good. <laughs> well, Sherwin yes. Williams makes good <laughs> too. Yes, and so does Ben Moore and Kelly Moore and all these guys, but like, yeah. what does that even mean? When I first sat down with my rep, this was when I started my business on my own. I said, I, I know how to use this one product. I know how to apply it, but I'm a right. one note kind of guy. What else do I need to learn? What other products are available? That's right. But more importantly, when should I use these products? And it's at that point that I knew that I wanted to my goal wasn't to sell the job. Like ultimately, obviously I'm in business to yes. sell it. But my goal when I was meeting with a client was to create a more educated consumer. If someone's educated and now they see two bids and one of them says, you know, we're going to put down floor protection. We're going to tape off stuff. We're going to uh, protect your home. Uh, we'll sand down surfaces will fill in you know knock down the high spots fill in the low spots make everything smooth and flat and then we'll apply primer as needed and then two coats of a premium product oh and we're going to clean up when we're done and they look at my price but then they look at the next guy and he says we're going to change the color of your wall and here's how much it's going to cost like you know one is not being a commodity. We're demonstrating value. We're we're trying to communicate an experience. That's right. And the other one's just a commodity. He's just changing the color of the wall. So no wonder you're going to go with the cheap guy because all you care about is the wall color getting changed. But if you care about protecting the substrate, you care about having a beautiful finish, you care about something as simple as only getting paint on the surfaces that you want paint on, then you're going to go with 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 a different bid, and that was my burden. That's been my burden as the paint professor. And when I had my direct tires, even when I had 1099s, I would go out and I'd buy them tools because I I saw that they were using like the the Proval 
the purple uh, cheap brushes and then wondering why their cut in wasn't covering in two coats. Like <laughs> here's all over the place. The it, it's awful. Like I'll use a broom yes. and I'll get a better finish than you will with that. <laughs> so like I'd go out and I'd buy them nicer brushes. Hey, here's a brush for each of you guys. Let me know what you think. Oh wow, this this glides so smooth. Or with with my employees, you know, getting them their their kits and stuff like that. So like it even went into that that desire to train went from the client only treating the clients that way. But then now I'm also wanting to communicate that to my employees and my subcontractors, employees, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? Wow. And so, so like, I, I think I'll still, there's still ways for me to get fulfillment um, with, with what I do. And, and I love the craft. I love the craft. You know, I've, I've built houses. I've done, you know, uh tongue groove, uh, I did, we did this house over in um, uh, one of the more rural areas around us, and there wasn't a single sheet of drywall in the entire house. Yeah. The entire outside, it was um, it was a vertical shiplap that I milled okay. on site, and we did it all around this two story house. Okay, um, all of the soffits were tongue and groove, and then on the inside, every wall, all the ceilings, the closet everything was tongue groove and then the floors we wound up milling our own floors for that house wood everywhere oh, wow oh wow so, so like let I, me ask you something yeah let me ask you something i really I, I you got me thinking here um i just want to get to the bottom of the paint professor right yeah what is the paint professor or what does he have for this year what's the goal for the next year for the paint professor um in the business wise that's a good question that's a good question i think um i think see it, it again it's tough you know yeah, uh, no, it's yeah, tough no, to answer yeah. that if if when when uh if jose asked me that question or i'm sure he did ask me that question um mm -hmm. in uh 2022 yeah when yes. we were sitting in orlando um you know it would have been to scale to grow uh -huh. um you know, two, three, four, five million dollars. Yeah. Um. You know, even doing uh what I like to consider a, a higher level uh finish. Um. Okay. Taking really, really good care of my clients. Um. Mm -hmm. And also being a one-stop shop because I also do a ton of carpentry work. Um, okay. You know, just having that experience. But but today, um, what I've realized is that it's as far as training. It's a lot easier to train when you're pared down um, your services and what you offer. Um, yes, focus on one thing. Correct. To the point that um, in 20, 2022, out of the 25 projects that I completed, and these are like full house repaints. I'm not just talking about doing a, a, a single yeah, bedroom here repaint. and there. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. I, I rarely do stuff like that. Typically, I'm okay. doing a full exterior, full ex interior um, you know, uh, cabinet job and stuff like that. Yes. But in t last year, I didn't do a single exterior paint job. Everything was interior cabinet jobs. And then I had one exterior job that I wound up replacing, um, a failed tongue roof ceiling. And I, I coated it with Armstrong Clark. Um, and, and that was it. So like, here I am, I'm laid up for my surgery in 2012. I'm looking at my numbers, interior paint, cabinet paint, carpentry. 
and then a big fat goose egg on exteriors. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is where I need to be. So I wound up say, okay, let's start spending money on, you know, search engine optimization. Let's redo the website. Mm -hmm. I hire a company to do that because I'm not an expert when it comes to digital. This year I've done, out of all the projects I've done, um, I'd say 20% total have been interiors and I haven't done a single kitchen. Wow. Everything's been exterior. So like now that I'm putting effort into the exterior or the interiors and the fine finishes, I'm not getting any calls for it. So it's just kind of, it's just weird how things work sometimes. Um, Again, like you said, you know, you're trying to create a plan. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think uh, sometimes creating a plan is a humbling experience, right? You have to have a little humility with it. Um, A wise... A wise man once said, uh, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yes, um, <laughs> I heard that before. <laughs> that was Sir Mike Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson, right us. There. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So I, I think I think the importance, I, I hope that's, that this isn't discouraging anybody from making a plan. The no. importance of planning, the true importance of planning is the process in problem solving. So you're, you're, you, you're posed with a situation, you're thinking through that situation and you're documenting a process, whether it's in your mind on paper or what's, what have you, it doesn't matter what you write down. It doesn't matter what you thought. What matters is, is that you've thought it through and you're problem solving. And it's an exercise just like you do, you know, curls at the gym, you know, to get bigger muscles. You're just training that muscle of problem solving. And that's really the importance in planning. Mm-hmm. so right now i guess so family it's number one you yeah. know and then uh business you know we we have to have a business um or not a business but it's a source of income we have to earn an income know? yeah exactly yeah. so that that's kind of what it comes down to and and for us it's, it's just important to understand you know um because we're all different you know we mm-hmm. all see um life for us before like we had a um like we wanted to get somewhere but they didn't know how, like we had, yeah. like, w- we thought like I had, um, I just, I, I had a, a podcast earlier today with, uh, uh, Brandon Pierpont. And one of the things I brought up to him is, um, I, I did a, a webinar with, um, Tom Reber, Tom Reber. You, you, you know, who Tom Reber yep. is right? contractor and, fight. Yeah. Yes, tough guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, I remember sitting in, this is 2018, right after our first, uh, um, PCA expo. And, um, we're sitting in these webinars, five of us, and he's asking us, you know, so what do you want to see out of your business? Like, what's your goal? And I'm sitting there and there's five people from just different parts of the, the U S and then, uh, ask everyone and everybody had a pretty good thing going on. And then I'm like, he asked me, and it's like, so what about you? I'm like, you know what? I want to make a million dollars. He looks at me like, okay. And he didn't say much. He's like, I'll come back to you. He's talking to everyone else, comes back to me and says, oh, I have one. And it's like, so let me ask you something. Why do you want a million dollars? What do you want to make a million dollars? There's a million to one. <laughs> my, my, my question was like, I don't know, just because it, it sounds cool. Like, I yeah. think like reaching that goal is like, oh my God, it's an ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still remember that because he goes, he goes, well, let me explain something to you. He goes, like, all right. So let's say you make a million dollars. 
what are you going to do with it? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, well, let me tell you. Why don't you prepare yourself, learn, create a plan, and, and follow certain things. So when you get the million dollars, you're going to know what to do with it. And to yeah. me, it, it just, it was something so, <clears throat> how can I say? For me, it was, it, it was the money, but it was a goal. It was like something that I, I didn't see myself being able to reach that. But him telling me, like, create a plan to do so and stuff. And I remember talking to him later. We reached that goal. We never saw it. You know, yeah. we never saw the million dollar mark. We passed it. And, and we, I think uh, that was one of your questions earlier. So the first time before we, we partnered up, before we went to uh, PCA, you know, I think we were like combined. Like, I think we were a half a million probably. Combined. We were like 48, four, 480,000, yeah. yeah, you know. Combined. Yeah. And and this is like, God, like, you know, we show up and everybody's talking about millions and everything. And it's not so much about the money, you know. It's more about the place where you are. But, you know, a certain mark, it does give you certain liberties to do certain things. You know, when you reach a certain cap in your company, it allows you to do certain other things. And that's something yeah. we didn't understand in the past. But that's yeah. in I our mean, company. They're, 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 just think about our clients. You know, a lot of us, you know, we're working with more affluent people living in nice neighborhoods, gated communities, exactly. even, right? They have nice vehicles in the driveway. Um, you know, uh, I, I have a tendency to do it just to kind of put things into perspective, uh, but it really doesn't matter because it's based on a square footage. Um, but, you know, I'm going to houses that are uh, in my area, on the wealthier side would be three quarters of a million dollars and up. That's a lot of money by any means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to someone's house and saying, uh, you know, I'm going to paint your million dollar house and they're saying that they can't afford to spend $15,000 to apply two coats of paint to 18,000 square feet of wall space, like something doesn't add up. So like yeah. they may have a rich lifestyle, but yeah. are they really wealthy? You know, exactly like that, that, that should be a big red flag, but that's why I, that's why it's good that Tom asked you that question, because what if you actually wrote down the things that you wanted to accomplish, the things that you wanted to achieve, your yeah. number of vacations, the vehicles you wanted, the yeah. type of house you live, the 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 school that you want to send your kids to, you know, the things, the ways that you want to pamper your wife. You wrote it down and you realized that you could do that all for 300000 or or 200000 Yep. What does your business look like then? Yeah. No, that is very it, it's true. It's not, it, it, and, and you also got to look at, you know, what are we keeping? That's very true. So a lot of these people, they're, when, they're earning that money, but they're spending it. Exactly. You know, you know million, dollar, million dollar companies, million dollar paint companies. I've, I, I know a guy local, I don't really call it competitor because there's so much work down here. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we were talking, I was trying to talk numbers and I just like listened to a podcast where somebody was saying what the industry averages are. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, where are you at? And yada, yada, yada. And he's a million dollar company scaled down from 1.6, you know, cause he's getting towards the end of his career. Um, and we were talking and I was like, oh, you know, what are you guys profiting? Like, what's your percentage? You know, what's your materials cost? And like his numbers were just so out of whack. And I found out that he was like, 
he's like, oh yeah, I, I do, I make, uh, the company profits 15%. And I said, okay. And then we talked about what his, um, product cost was. And he's like, yeah, it's about 15%. So I'm thinking, okay, so he's somewhere in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, industry average. And I said, and then, you know, like, what's your owner's compensation? You know, what's your, what's your percentage salary wise? And he's like, it's the 15%. I said, you mean from your profit? He's like, yeah. So now I'm thinking to myself, here's a company that I want to model myself after. Yeah. Yep. And and like you're hearing all these benchmarks of, you know, what a successful company looks like. A guy who's been in business for 30 years, doesn't do any marketing, thinks that marketing died with the yellow pages. And like he's he, he could have half that size business if he ran it right, make the same yeah, amount of money. Exactly. Yes. You know, but uh, so it's it's not it's really not the size of the company. You know, and so um, when when we take these these trips with Sean Williams, um, they usually target a lot of the smaller companies or people who are getting started or people who want to maybe upscale, scale up and scale up. And what they what normally they come to us and we we have this conversation and they say, you know, but you but you have a big company or I don't want to have a big company. And the answer is always the same. It's not about having a big company. It's, it's having the right process, the right systems, so that you have the right profits and that you have the right time for you. So you, can, yeah. you can have, I mean, you can have a, a company that's making, like you said, half a million dollars, but it's ran so well, you, you know, you're taking 40% home. It's so if you can do that, life. you know, that's perfect. You don't have yep. to have a big company. It's just creating something that it's going to give you what you're looking for. And I guess that's the misunderstanding that you have to have this huge company to make money. That's not the truth. Yep. I mean, but that's part of, that's part of what, like, so I have a podcast too. It's called the pain points podcast. Um, it recently got picked up by a uh, PCA as well. Oh, nice. So you can listen to it on overdrive. Um, but check it out. the whole heart behind that podcast was to kind of like, talk about the 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 problems that i've had the problems mm -hmm. that i'm facing um and i don't have the answers i'm not a no. half a million dollar company i'm not a million dollar company but at least we can kind of like start the conversation of what it looks like to be this micro business the solopreneur and say hey it's okay that it's just you there's nothing wrong with that you do not have to run a multi-million dollar painting yeah, company exactly, to be successful so true my man because success is up to you not that's what fair. anybody else says right and that's something that i struggled with for so long is in the beginning i would beat myself up because i'm like i'm doing everything that i think that i'm supposed to be doing and i'm still exact i feel like i'm running on a treadmill i'm not going anywhere yeah. Guy. In the rat, you know, it's like we're sometimes when that rat race, you know, chasing, yeah. chasing, chasing, and you just yeah. don't get there, man. Hey, um, this has been a, like I said, this is one of the most interesting episodes we had because we have a whole list of questions that we normally ask, but you, I mean, you have a very great point of view to the business and it's just not the business. Um, like you have a very unique way of seeing it. I 
Don't see you pushing it. To explain, to explain it. it. Mm -hmm. I don't really see you, you pushing the brush. I really see you educating more people like us. Why? Because um, I feel that with the knowledge you have, people would just understand what is it in their business that they need to do. You don't. You don't have to tell them what they need to do. They will understand it in their mind just the way right. you explain it by explaining your experiences. Um, I um. I, every time we, you know, we get into the top minute here, but is there anything you would like to like to say to anyone who's listening to us? Like, leave us with something like uh, it could be just about family. It could be about the business by yourself. What would you what would you say, man? I think just being honest with yourself, because you, and I, I've also had this conversation with other contractors is they wind up getting in, in, into they wind up hearing everybody else's rhetoric that they forget to listen to their own that's true you know yeah. your my, my success is not dependent on you guys mm -hmm. and your success is not dependent on me yeah. and you guys you, you have probably what 15 painters for you right now have a little Somewhere more on there <laughs> a little yes, more yeah. than that so 15 20 painters like that's fantastic is that how you're going to sustain forever well at least for now you could grow you could cut down a little bit and that that's fine as long as you're defining that success and getting that goal that you want for me right now it's i'm a solopreneur it's just me because i'm kind of like doing a lot of stuff um uh, right now i'm doing um a historical restoration um in one of the historic districts in my area um you know so i had to get art um uh, RRP certified and it's a lot of carpentry, a lot of wood rot, like tearing, you know, doing some spots where I'm having to like back up and reinforce the framing and, you know, just tons of wood repair, lots of wood damage. And like, I can't train that. Yeah, so like, I'm, so. I'm good holding off on that for now. Um, but just like being honest with yourself and, and understanding what your level of success is, what success yeah. means to you. And, and then just reverse engineer from that. You know, if you want to make, if you want to take home, uh, you know, $60,000 a year, and that's going to lead your lifestyle, then reverse engineer and like, enjoy life, man. Or mm -hmm. if you're gonna, you know, do, do this, put the right people in place right now. I probably the best bit of advice that I can get give is hire to your weaknesses. It's true because yeah, we very true we are in such a fast-paced world like i don't know what the exact statistic is but if you look up the amount of video that is uploaded to just youtube on a daily basis it's like years every day or every hour there's yeah, years there's and years lot. and years of data being uploaded so there's so much information out there too much and we are at such a breakneck speed with everything that we're doing it's impossible for one person to think that they can do it all anymore yeah, you just can't sure. you just no, you can't. can't the market you know? is moving faster than that so you have to hire around your weaknesses if you love doing sales then hire a production manager if you love being on the brush hire a sales manager right if if you like sales but you don't like the digital marketing then 
pair up with a digital marketing company. Or if you like the marketing company, marketing aspect, then hire someone to run your sales and get you leads. You know, like just think about those types of things and and just that's how you build a team. Like we can't do anything alone anymore. It's Thank all you, about man. it's all about a team. It's all about you know a team. what? Thank you, man. I I, I really feel that um you, you're gonna resonate with a lot of people. You know, you really there's um I, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm 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 literally learning a lot. And uh, like I said, we the minute we think that we 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 know it all, then we're, <laughs> we're <done. laughs> then we're in trouble. Yeah. But yeah. I think something that 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 you have is you have a very unique skill. Um, and you are more personal, you know, so um, we definitely would love to keep this going. There's going to be a oh, second yeah, one sure. to this. Trust me, that's, yeah. this, is very, this is very good. Thank you so much for taking the time yeah. with us, man. My pleasure. Um, it was great. It was an honor being you, on your podcast. You know? No, yeah. no, thank you. And then, thank you, you know, please, you know, now I listen to yours. I definitely got to listen yeah, to yeah. yours. But, check um, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I know we're going to be in Florida uh shortly i know we're gonna be there a couple times this year uh so i definitely gotta we'll come to and see you uh, yeah yeah definitely yeah and, and i oh, think definitely. i think expo is going to be in orlando this year yeah or in orlando. 24 yes so yeah i'll definitely be there yeah we're doing uh we're doing the hispanic uh pca expo too in september so i'll definitely nice hit you up for that yeah. so we're trying to organize that as well but um no thank you i and um I'm going to reach out to you because we're looking for people to talk and, and kind of bring some stuff. And I, I think you fit perfectly in there, man. Yeah. My Thank pleasure. You so Thank much. you so much. And anything I can do to help. It's good seeing you. Jose. My man. Thank you. Good seeing you Christian. Awesome, man. Great meeting you, my Thank brother. You. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys. Have a great one. All right. Produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.